On this episode of Bright Future, I talk about a leak of classified documents from the Pentagon over Discord. This is a weekly political podcast that follows current events and how we may do better so that there may be a brighter future. I'm your host, Samuel Adams, but please call me Sam, and without further ado, let's begin this week's episode, which I have titled, Taking a Leak. October 2021. The United States gathers intelligence that suggests that Russian President Vladimir Putin is planning on quickly increasing his military spending by diverting funds from the Russian response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Satellite imagery, intercepted communications, and sources within Russia suggested that Putin was intending to invade Ukraine and seize Kyiv. When the invasion began, the U.S. began providing Ukrainian intelli- Ukraine intelligence on Russia. On March 1st, 2nd, and 4th, 2023, a series of classified documents were leaked on a small Discord server called uh, Thug Shaker Central by a user only known as OG. These documents are primarily pictures of various charts and graphs in regards to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. These images have been circulating through 4chan, Telegram, and slowly gaining popularity until the media caught on to the leak before the Pentagon did. Can you lay out what the consequences will be for the people or the person responsible for the leaks of these classified information? And secondly, have you been able to gauge what their motive is just based on how they've released this information? The answer to both questions is no, I can't. Uh, There's a Justice Department investigation going on right now, uh, a criminal investigation. I'm certainly not going to say anything that would prejudice that. And that work is just starting. So we don't know who's behind this. We don't know what the motive is. And I think I can't remember who asked before, but we don't know what else might be out there. Um, So we've got to let the Department of Defense run their process with the interagency and taking a look at the national security implications of it. And we got to let the Justice Department Uh, be able to pursue their investigation, again, completely unfettered and and let the facts and the evidence uh, take them where they may, and and we'll deal with it on the the back end. Or anybody else who's considering leaking information? This is, uh, again, without confirming the validity of the documents, this is information that has no business in the public domain. It has no business, if you don't mind me saying, uh, on the pages of uh, of uh, front pages of, of newspapers or on television. It is not intended for public uh, consumption, uh, and it should not be out there. Um, what we're going to try to do is do the best we can to f- figure out uh, how this happened. Uh, and again, the Justice Department will take it from a, a criminal investigative procedure. And if, uh, uh, if the Defense Department has to change processes, you know, they'll, they'll do that. Um, but uh, I, 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 I think every American can understand, at least I would hope every American can understand, that in order to protect this country every day the way we do, one of the things we have to protect is information. Not only the information itself, but the manner in which we glean that information. Uh, And so I think you can understand why everybody has taken this particular uh, set of disclosures very, very seriously. Hey, a bunch of classified documents from the Pentagon got leaked online. This heavily complic- this heavily compromises our national security. Who did this? Why? And how can we prevent it from happening in the future? Um, we don't know, but we're taking this seriously. 
The person you just heard discussing this data breach was the National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communications, John Kirby. This recording is from April 10th, 2023, and in that recording, John was asked a few questions. He was asked about what the consequences for leaking classified documents was, and the motive. Obviously, with the investigation ongoing, there are limits to how much you can say. But John Kirby couldn't even tell the reporter what the consequences for leaking classified documents was. The consequences for the person or persons responsible for leaking classified documents is up to 10 years in prison, a large fine, or both. I know this answer, but the National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communications, John Kirby, doesn't? How did you get your job? Who should this punishment be directed at? Well, the New York Times claims that they have a trail of digital evidence leading to a 21-year-old Air National Guardsman, Jack, I'm, I always mispronounce the last name, Tajara, I think that's how it's pronounced. Jack Tajara, I'm guessing. Now, this resulted in Jack Tajara getting arrested on Thursday, April 13th, and there was a hearing on April 14th, on Friday. At this time, Tajara is being held pending a, pending a detention hearing next Wednesday, so tomorrow when this episode comes out. Except that there is a bit of a problem here. The New York Times will, for starters, only let you read select articles and limit how much you can read without a subscription. There is a workaround using the Wayback Machine, so using this I attempted to find this so-called trail of digital evidence that they claim that they have. But if it exists, the New York Times hasn't made it public. But they have released a few pieces of evidence. To start, the New York Times reached out to members of the Thug Shaker Central Discord server where the documents were originally leaked. While these gaming friends could not identify the leader of their server directly, they stated that OG regularly brought home documents from an unnamed military base. The other members of Thug Shaker Central did not know OG's name or state. The only other piece of evidence is that the photos of the classified documents show a granite countertop with a white tile floor. And using family members' social media, the New York Times determined that da Jack Tagziera's family home has a matching countertop and floor. I was able to find a third piece of evidence. According to CNN, Discord provided the FBI the Tagziera's home address through the billing information that he provided except that CNN does not specify that this billing information was connected to the OG Discord account, or any other Discord account. So, so far, the total evidence made available to the public that Tejera's family home's interior decorating seems to match the images of classified documents, that Tejera has a Discord account, and that Tejera may have access to classified documents. The evidence is circumstantial at best. Anyone who fits that profile of having a Discord account, access to classified documents, and a granite countertop and white tile floor could be a suspect. However, it is likely that there may be more evidence that's not available to the public yet, and probably won't be available to the public for the while, considering that the last time that there was a leak like this, 
It took five years for the case to actually make it to trial, which violated the Sixth Amendment. There is also a glaring lack of motive. According to these statements from his friends and family, Jack is rather patriotic, and none of them could foresee him doing anything like this. In addition, if he was going to leak classified documents, why do it on an obscure 30-person Discord server? Why not instead leak it to something much bigger, like WikiLeaks? After all, Jack's yearbook quote was, Actions speak louder than words, which the media does like talking about a lot. But this wasn't a particularly loud action. Until the documents started getting reposted through other websites like 4chan and Telegram, and, and the media picked up on it, no one, not even the Pentagon, knew this was happening. There is one other issue with this situation that I haven't addressed yet. Some of these images of these classified documents are photoshopped. They provide inaccurate numbers. According to the professor of strategic studies, Thomas Ridd, quote, The fact that unedited and edited, doctored versions of some files are made available online makes me skeptical that this is a professional Russian intelligence operation. If the details in these documents were stolen by Russia, why publicize both the doctored and the original versions? Russia wouldn't, but according to Russian military analyst Yuri Kotnovok, the images may have instead been planted by the United States to mislead Russia, downplaying the ability of Ukraine. Many users of the Russian social media platform Telegram think that this data leak is actually a false flag operation, meaning that the documents are fake and were intentionally leaked, while disguising that they were actually fake, with this investigation. Leaking fake classified documents on purpose to mislead your enemy is something that governments have done before. During World War II, the British carried out Operation Mincemeat, which there was a movie made of last year in 2022. The idea behind this operation was to mislead the Axis forces into repositioning and reinforcing the, long lo the wrong locations along the Mediterranean Sea prior to a major Allied offensive in an attempt to capture Sicily. To carry out this operation, two members of British intelligence obtained the body of Glyndwyr Michael, a homeless man who had died after eating rat poison. They dressed Michael up as an officer of the Royal Marines, planted some false pers falsified personal informations identifying him as Captain William Martin, and lastly placed a letter in his coat that implied that the Allies intended to invade Greece and Sardinia, and that the preparations to target Sicily was actually a feint. The British intelligence then dropped Michael's body off the southern coast of Spain, which was then found by a couple of Spanish fishermen. Now, officially, Spain was neutral in World War II, but they were friendly with Germany. And so, they gave German intelligence a copy of these documents before returning the original ones and Michael's body back to the British. This resulted in the German military reinforcing the wrong locations. Even after the invasion of Sicily began, they continued to redirect their army away from Sicily, after Sicily was already being invaded. If this leak was intentional, it probably does not have the same intention, since there is conflicting information within the documents.
and many of the documents appear to be doctored. It seems almost impossible to tell which ones are real and which isn't, which means that if it was on purpose, it was to inspire mass confusion rather than to mislead. President Biden has put out a singular statement on this whole situation so far. Quote, from April 14th, 2023, quote, Statement from President Joe Biden on arrest in national security leak case. I commend the rapid action taken by law enforcement to investigate and respond to the recent dissemination of classified United States government documents. While we are still determining the validity of those documents, I have directed our military and intelligence community to take steps to further secure and limit distribution of sensitive information. And our national security team is closely coordinating with our partners and allies. That's the whole statement. One paragraph. That is the entirety of what our president has said about this situation. It's almost like he doesn't even care. The story has been circulating quite a bit, and during the weekend I found myself sifting through internet forums with people who had just as many questions and statements as I have. Someone asked if this could be spun as treason. No. Treason is specifically defined as knowingly helping a nation or an enemy combatant that we are actively at war with. We are not actively at war with Russia, and OG did not knowingly send these documents directly to an enemy combatant. Someone else stated that Jack Tejera will never see daylight outside of a cage again. I already mentioned earlier that legally, under the Espionage Act, the maximum prison sentence for leaking classified documents like these is 10 years. Not enough to never see daylight again, but definitely enough to ruin Jack's life. I pointed this out to this person, to which they responded that Jack may be sent to Guantanamo Bay. Now, I don't know a lot about Guantanamo Bay, but I know that that's not good, so I researched it a bit more. Guantanamo Bay was established in January 2002 as a military prison camp to contain and interrogate enemy combatants. Since it opened, 779 prisoners have been sent there, all men. Almost all of the prisoners there were low-level members of various terrorist organizations in the Middle East that were captured by the Pakistani and Afghan governments before being traded to the United States for a bounty payment. Since Guantanamo Bay is not on U.S. soil, prisoners there are denied the usual rights offered by the Constitution. Due process, right to a trial, lawyer, and more. Technically, it would be legal as it's not covered by the United States jurisdiction, but the prison camp is also a breach of international law, such as Amnesty International. Due to this, both Obama and Biden have made serious efforts to shut down the camp. Of the 779 prisoners detained, most were released, only 31 still remain. In other words, there is no way that Jack would ever be sent to Guantanamo Bay. It's supposed to be reserved for the worst of the worst, and no United States citizen has ever been sent there, as a prisoner. In addition, sending Jack to Guantanamo Bay is a clear violation of both his national rights as a United States citizen, and his international rights. Lastly, going through this forum and a couple of other forums, I'm seeing that many people are shocked that a 21-year-old had access to classified information, and saying that we need to add some form of higher age gate to prevent this. I'll say it first. That's ageist. It implies that it's not possible for a 21-year-old to be responsible with any kind of secret, and that is flat-out untrue. 
I am also 21 and have signed a non-disclosure agreement with the company that I work for, stating that I won't go and distribute customer information. And guess what? I haven't gone off and started posting people's social security numbers in my Discord server. The most I've done is give little, little snippets of stories from the customers I work with, which is allowed as long as I secure a degree of an and non ah. I always have trouble pronouncing that word a degree a degree of anonymity that's not right and not I need to keep the persons in the story anonymous that's what I'm trying to say I will never ever in any of these stories include a customer's name or any identifying materials because I am a responsible person regardless of my age and that's what you should be asking instead. How did a potentially irresponsible person get access to classified information? But we should only be asking that question if that Jack Tejera is the one who actually leaked these documents. And even if he did, he still has his rights. He is a U.S. citizen with a right to due process, a lawyer, a speedy trial... Uh, the benefit of the doubt, and the right of being innocent until proven guilty, and at this time, I haven't seen any evidence that actually proves his guilt. In conclusion, I urge the government and courts to keep the government and courts keep as transparent as possible in this developing situation. If there is conclusive evidence that proves Tejera's guilt, I urge the courts to produce it, to make it publicly available. In the meantime, I urge you to keep an open mind and a flexible opinion, as this is still a developing situation. My opinion is not solidified either. Lastly, I urge President Biden to actually make some form of statement about what we are doing to prevent this from happening again. Because maybe then, we could have a brighter future. There's no one else with me in the voice chat this week. So I'm going to end this episode here. Check the description for more information, including the resources I use to build this episode, and all of the places where you can find my podcast. You can also join our Discord server to discuss these and other topics, as well as join in when these episodes are recorded live every Monday at 7pm Central Time. If you would like to support the show or spread the word, I have a merch store full of items that show off both the show's logo and the icons for individual episodes. As always, thank you for listening to this episode of Bright Future. These episodes are released every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central, so I'll see you back here next week.